The Winding Stairs, Episode 7, Honorable Men, The Model Behavior of a Freemason. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self-improvement. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, a professional artist and master mason, 32nd degree of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite in Freemasonry. Hello and welcome once again, my friends and brothers. My name is Juan Sepulveda, and I appreciate that you have joined me once again on an episode of The Winding Stairs. This is intended to be a step-by-step progression as we seek light and intend to become better people. As every time that we get together, we try to discuss several topics related to Masonic history, the philosophy of Freemasonry, and the art of self-improvement. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to what I have to say. I do go through a little bit of research in order to put together these episodes, and I find it very enjoyable to find more information to share with you, but it definitely is edifying. I feel that every time that I go out to bring something of of value to you, I definitely get something out of it. So I invite you to join me for every episode as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. Today's format is going to include a little bit of information about behaving honorably. We will also have another insightful episode of Masonic Conspiracies by Brother Robert Johnson from the podcast called Whence Came You. And finally, I reveal a secret project that I have kept under wraps for many months now. Stick around until the end, and I promise that I will do the very best to give you something of value. Okay, so let's jump right into the content. The first topic I want to talk about briefly is behaving honorably. We, as men and masons, we we are measured by a different kind of measurement. People look at us when we have a Masonic ring on, or if our car displays the great lights as an emblem in the back. And people expect to see a behavior different than that of other people. At the very least, if you have taken the step of wearing a pin, a ring, a pendant, or something that identifies you as a Freemason, it is very important that you remember what the square and compasses depicted in those emblems actually signify. You're well familiar with the fact that you need to keep your passions within due bounds, that you need to control yourself, that you need to be a measured individual that you need to be responsible of your actions and keep them under control think about it when you're driving in the street how many times do people drive like animals and i have to say it that way because sometimes that's exactly how i feel how how are people driving this way well coming from a very very active uh, driving background I was born and raised in the beautiful island of Puerto Rico, and driving in Puerto Rico can be a little bit unnerving. Now, it's not uncommon for you to see, uh, while you're driving down the streets in Puerto Rico, to see 
things that are a little bit disorderly and to see people reacting in ways that are a, a little bit unmeasured. Of course, it's not everybody in Puerto Rico or from Puerto Rican descent that drives this way, but I really identify that there's a marked difference between how people drive in my hometown and how people drive in my current location in Central Florida. It is not unusual, or it wasn't unusual for me to be driving in Puerto Rico and for people to roll down the window and do some sort of signs and gestures at one another or say some very special words at one another in anger. But as the years go by and I try to become a more responsible adult and I try to understand the consequences of such actions, I have a little bit more restraint as to my reaction. Road rage, my friends and brothers, is a reality. People get blinded by anger and they act irrationally. People act as savages when they're blinded by anger while behind the wheel. Now, one thing that we have to remember as Masons is that if we have chosen to display the gray lights in our car or in our body, we have to act accordingly. We need to behave honorably. We need to make sure that we're not doing signs, unmasonic signs outside our window or speaking words of anger at people while we're driving. We need to understand that we need to try to practice those lessons that we have been given. Now, I'm not going to be acting holier than thou because I get angry at times when I'm driving. People cut me off or people, you know, break in front of me unexpectedly for no apparent reason. Those things are bound to make you angry or they're bound to unnerve you in a certain way. But one thing that we need to remember is that we need to try to keep our passions within due bounds, that we need to keep our actions under control. This is episode seven of The Winding Stairs, and you probably have listened to prior episodes if you've listening to this. If you haven't, I invite you to listen to a few of them, more especially episode number one that deals with patience. I look back at that episode, and I still feel that there's a lot more ground to cover. And I will do so in future episodes. I will present some additional additional things that I found in my research about patience and how it relates to Freemasonry. But one of those things that I share in episode one is that when you prepare to go out on a trip, and by the way, you can listen to episode one by visiting thewindingstairs.com forward slash zero zero one. But again, on that episode, I talk about whenever someone goes out on a trip and you go into your car, that journey begins not when you turn the car on, but there is a preparation that goes on before you get in your car. Well, that preparation, sometimes what includes, in addition to perhaps um, printing directions from the internet or looking at a map or bringing uh, your GPS, sometimes that preparation goes further back. Did you go to bed early enough the night before? Have you eaten breakfast? If you're a habitual coffee drinker, have you had your morning coffee? Those things are are elements that are going to influence your level of patience while you're driving. So if you plan accordingly, if you try to uh, be responsible about your preparation for that journey, then 
the probability of you losing your temper or losing your patience is going to be decreased. Now, that can be compared or is very similar to our journey through life. Our journey through life, for example, our professional life doesn't begin when we actually go out and start seeking for a job. That preparation begins before then, as we are trying to develop our character, as we are trying to live our lives honorably, as we are trying to incorporate into our lives those skills that are going to make us a better asset to the companies that we want to be working for or the organizations that we want to become a part of. So we can look at Freemasonry as one of those one of those tools that we can use in order to be more honorable people. Whether it is working in improving yourself and acquiring those skills that come with the lessons of Freemasonry, like temperance, prudence, fortitude, all these different virtues that we talk about in our meetings and through our degrees, these are things that are not just mere ceremony. There's such value in them because they make us better people. And you you know, and I've talked about it before, that famous slogan about Freemasonry that says that we take good men and we make them better. The only way in which we can take good men and make them better is by showing them how to be better. If you have been a, a Mason for several years now, you'll probably agree with me that there are things that you see within the lodge or within the, um, within the fraternity that you didn't expect to see there. And I'm not going to go into details about what these things are, but I can at least say that you know that they are fueled perhaps by envy or by intolerance. And yes, the the fraternity, just like any group of organized men, is going to have those problems that come with putting a group of men together. But we have to make sure that as we are in fellowship with one another and as we go through through this journey together, We are doing our very best to make each other better men. It's not just a place for us to socialize in. And the the festive board or the, uh, the dining hall is not necessarily just a place for us to talk about mundane things. It's an opportunity for us to become more acquainted with one another. It's an opportunity for us to learn from each other. And for us to seek out more wisdom from those people who have joined the fraternity before us. Just recently in my lodge, and I'm very sorry that I couldn't attend, but the the brethren presented a pin of 65 years in the fraternity to one of our dear brothers. That to me is amazing. And it would be an incredible shame that these brothers that are joining our that are joining our, our lodge don't take advantage of the incredible wisdom that comes with 65 years of serving the craft. Now, we have access to these great men who are part of our fraternity and we make each other better. The relationship between a brother who is who has spent many years in the fraternity, it's invaluable to a younger brother who just joined the fraternity. 
I am relatively young to to Freemasonry, and I get inspired to see brothers as they achieve uh, different things in Freemasonry. They're able to participate in more elaborate degree work and become mentors to one another. That, to me, is very inspiring, and it's a resource that we cannot let go to waste. And I completely understand that brothers, everybody has a very different lifestyle, and not everybody has the opportunity to go to every single meeting. But fellowship is not limited to the confines of the lodge walls. Fellowship extends beyond. This that we're doing right now, it's part of that Masonic fellowship in which you and I are having like a a conversation. We're having this dialogue in which we're sharing life experiences, life lessons. And this is something that is, I consider it to be so valuable especially in the day and age in which we live. Technology has opened the doors wide open for us to reach and have access to incredible things. Now through the power of social media, the fellowship that we share with one another extends beyond just a computer that's sitting on your desk. Now on your smartphone, perhaps you can have a conversation with someone. Of course, being prudent not to not to write anything that you shouldn't. But you have access to reaching out to brothers from around the world and have Masonic Fellowship anytime, anywhere. So that's another resource that we should not let go to waste and incorporate it into our lives so that we can live and behave honorably. Fellowship certainly contributes to us behaving honorably because we acquire these great benefits of associating with with more experienced Masons. The difficulties that they have gone through in their lives become lessons that we can incorporate into ours. The lessons that they have learned within the Lodge become our lessons because now we have we are able to learn not just from experience but from the sharing of experiences between brothers. Another very important thing that I wanted to touch on regarding behaving honorably, and this is one that it's particularly difficult because it puts you in a difficult situation, but I think that you get the most value out of doing this. And it is to be able to provide wise counsel to your brother. If you see a brother that is behaving in a way that is questionable, or you see a brother going down a path that he shouldn't, I think it's your responsibility and mine as Masons to lean in and give them advice on the situation. And our nature perhaps might be to just be spectators and from a distance see them going through the process. We need to be very prudent and very astute as to how we're going to use our voice. Are we going to choose to turn to another brother and comment upon the ways of this erring brother? Or are we going to take the difficult step of approaching that brother and giving him wise counsel? Well, some of us are lucky that we have brothers that are very frank and very 
honest with us and they can lean and give us information about what we might be about to do or they can give us a different perspective of how to approach a particular difficulty that is very valuable and if you have it value it if you don't feel you have it you have ample opportunity within your reach to reach this level of brotherly love and fellowship you will only find it if you spend some time with your brothers at the moment i have the unfortunate situation that i cannot attend lodge meetings as regularly as i would love because of my business schedule and my wife's business schedule and my family circumstance doesn't allow me to do that however i still do my very best to engage in masonic education masonic research self-improvement through fellowship and brotherly love this is very valuable to me that i am blessed that i have the tools to reach out pretty much across the world and and find wise counsel from brothers that there are brothers that i have never met face to face that are able to write me a message through through my email or through facebook or through any of the other social medias in which we're involved but they can give me counsel we can correspond back and forth and come up to a consensus of what i should do or what i shouldn't do so behaving honorably is also fueled by by how we approach that difficult situation of giving wise counsel to a brother and perhaps you are newer to the fraternity and you don't feel that you have the experience or you have you don't have many years in the fraternity to speak out when you see something that's wrong brother we meet on the level whether you are five minutes into the fraternity or you have been honored with 65 year pin for your service to the craft we meet on the level so you should be at liberty to go and speak to anybody whom you would call a brother if you feel that their path is not correct and perhaps it's a uh, perhaps you're not seeing it correctly perhaps it's uh it's not what it seems and they're able to clarify the situation but better to get clarification from a brother than to allow him to stumble and fall so i encourage you to keep your eyes open and your ears attentive if you see a brother that's about to to commit uh, to commit an error or it's going to do something that's going to harm them in the long run do the honorable thing even even if it's difficult approach them and give them wise counsel regarding why or how they should behave now wise counsel is a street that goes both ways with the same measure that we need to make sure to to feel comfortable to approach a brother that we know it's going to commit a mistake or it's leading down the wrong path we need to be open to a brother's counsel so we cannot be automatically defensive if someone comes to us to try to steer us in the right direction and as we progress in our journey through freemasonry 
it is important that we are completely open to the idea that we still have room for improvement. We are in a journey attempting to make our Ashler a perfect stone. We're trying to become an integral part of that overall structure that will last for eternity. But in order for us to do that, we have to be open to continuously chip away at the superfluities in our lives. So allow your brothers to be comfortable to approach you and give you counsel. And when I when I say this, I say it because it is sometimes an automatic reaction. It's a natural reaction for a man to defend himself or feel attacked when someone is trying to correct them. But just like with any other passion, we try to keep it within due bounds. Just like with any other any other emotion, we try to control it and act accordingly. Act in a responsible way. Try to assimilate what the brothers are trying to tell us. Try to allow ourselves to be to be corrected in a way that's going to make us better individuals. So instead of instantly reacting to when someone tries to correct you or or guide you in the, into a different direction than the one that you intended to move in, give yourself a few minutes. Give yourselves a little bit of time to analyze what they're trying to tell you and see if, if it has merit. Because if we become very defensive instantly, we're going to discourage those brothers from from trying to help us in the future. So we need to, in in the in the interest of brotherly love and in the interest of having this community that is efficient in finding those things that can make us a better individual, we need to be able to be open to criticism. That doesn't mean that everything everybody tells you is correct. It might be a wrong perception. They might not have the entire idea. Uh, they might not have all the details of why you're making a decision or another. But if it's prudent, you bring them up to speed with whatever is happening. Give them a first account of what's going on. And something that we need to completely uh, try to eradicate from the lodge, if it exists in any lodge, is any kind of rumors or any kind of whispering about what one brother is doing or another. No, if you suspect that something's going on, approach that brother. He is your brother. You should be in complete comfort to approach that brother and try to help him become a better individual because that's the reason why he joined our fraternity. And the same goes for each one of us. We need to allow those brothers who have the courage and the prudence to speak in the opportune moment, we need to allow them to contribute to our betterment as individuals. This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by audible.com with a selection of over 100,000 different audiobooks you can now listen to your favorite book while driving working in the house or even while exercising the listeners of the winding stairs have the opportunity of listening to the latest book from dan brown inferno listen at your convenience free for more details visit thewindingstairs.com forward slash audible 
prepare yourself for another installment of Masonic Conspiracies by Robert Johnson from Whence Came You Podcast. Hello, this is Brother Robert Johnson from the Midnight Freemasons and the Whence Came You Podcast, bringing you this exclusive Masonic Conspiracy for the Winding Stairs with Brother Juan Sepulveda. Conspiracies aren't hard to find, especially within the world of Freemasonry. We find that most of the time, there's not so much a conspiracy, but rather outrageous claims. Check this one out. One website reported that Freemasons are behind income taxes in the United States. One convicted tax protester has charged that law enforcement officials who surrounded his property in a standoff over his refusal to surrender after his conviction were part of a, quote, Zionist Illuminati Freemason movement, end quote. The New Hampshire Union leader also reported that the Quote, the Browns believe the IRS and federal income tax are part of a deliberate plot perpetrated by Freemasons to control the American people and eventually the world. End quote. And then there are these several comments on a website called Above Top Secret. I would suggest any Mason running for office should exclude the whole fraternity from tax-exempt status, and they should be backcharged back to 1973 since Gerald Ford was a Freemason. Another one reads... So the largest secret society in the United States doesn't pay a dime in taxes on any of their property holding or income from membership or sales from regalia. And yet another one, quote, I found this while reading about how the Mason just made a purchase of secret Knight Templar documents from the Vatican, and all the donations, dues, and other purchases, rings, hats, aprons, buildings, property, etc., are tax-exempt. That means they contribute nothing to the public kitty, end quote. And I guess the one thing to conclude here is that, clearly, we run the world with a soft heart, an iron set of morals, and of course, a 501c3. As always, thank you to our brother Robert Johnson from the podcast Whence Came You for that excellent contribution to our program. If you haven't done so, I invite you to visit his website, wcypodcast.com where you can subscribe to his weekly podcast which features interviews with prominent members of our fraternity he also reads short masonic bulletins full of information for our continuous growth as men and mason so check it out i will include links to his podcast and all the other links that i have mentioned within the program in our show notes you can access those by visiting thewindingstairs.com forward slash 007. That is for episode 7 of The Winding Stairs. And finally, the moment has arrived for me to reveal to you the secret project that I have been working for several months now. I have been developing an exclusive collection of Masonic aprons. I have been always fascinated with the symbol of the lambskin and I have seen many different variations of this emblem, but I wanted to set out to create one by myself. So for the past several months, I have been creating a design and I will be revealing each installment of the design periodically. So anytime a new design comes out, I will let you know here in the program or you can see it on our website. You can access the collection by visiting thewindingstairs.com for slash masonic aprons and these are a hundred percent genuine leather lambskin leather and they are a cream white color the first installment in the collection i call it the composite design 
because it incorporates some of the angular, more contemporary cuts of the square aprons combined with some of the more rounded versions of antiquity. So I invite you to check it out. It is somewhat complicated to describe fully over audio. So I invite you to check out the collection. As we wrap up the program, there are a few ways in which you can help the program continue and thrive. One of them is by giving us a favorable rating on iTunes. This allows us to reach more people through iTunes, people that perhaps could not find us other way. So your review and rating will help them take the time and listen to the content that we provide. Hopefully you find it edifying. If you find this content edifying, another way in which you can help the program continue to thrive is by clicking on any of the affiliate links within the website or visiting some of the links that we have mentioned in the program. All the purchases done through these, a little bit goes back to helping the program with hosting fees and equipment and things to make the program of more quality. And I thank you very much for all the support you've already shown and for sharing this experience with other brothers. As a conclusion, I want to encourage you to listen to the things that are contained within this program and try to incorporate them into your life. Help other brothers find it as well and perhaps help them become more honorable individuals and act more honorably in line with the tenets shared within our fraternity. As always, I'm very grateful for the time you spent listening to me and I invite you again next time as we continue our journey up the winding stairs.